We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Ken and Curtis Show is brought to you by Kubota Tractor Dealers featuring MB Tractor in West Springfield and North Reading. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. With Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. All right, Curtis, one more time for the masses. Where would you rather be on the first day of fall than right here, the hunt for October, Fenway Park, the Ford Clubhouse uh, Fenway Studio? Good. Fenway uh, Park. And sadly, every day of my radio life is at Kenway. <laughs> Miserable. And no, uh, great day to be at Fenway. Barbie night seemed to go off without a hitch. Yeah, 37K. Huge crowd last night. For a big win, Chris Sale's re- uh, resurgence. I'm sure we'll be breaking that down at some point. Here at the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio, brought to you by your New England Ford dealers, where they are celebrating Truck Month. Defeat any task, Curtis, with the capability and technology of Ford F-Series, America's in-stock and best-selling trucks for 46 straight years. Wiggy has ordered several. They are headed to Brockton. The hot seat is on for Wiggy. The hot seat is on for Belichick, 0-2. Although we got job by the refs for the second week in a row. We didn't spend enough time, I don't think, early in the week, Curtis, on the horrible overturn call. Poll question was up quick after the game. Did you put that up? I did put that up. Ken, what, honestly, I, I don't... It was like 70-30. I don't want to get into Bad this, call. I don't want to get into an, uh, a fight this early. But that's such Mickey Mouse. Like, they, they lose a game, and your immediate... Instinct is to ask Patriots fans if they want to blame the ref. I want to see where pa- the pulse of Patriots is. But, fans. Ken, that's you trying to – like, you shouldn't use the EEI. That should be a Ken Laird account. <laughs> I disagree. Got, what, a, lot, got a lot of engagement. But, Ken, that is that really is. It makes us look childish. We are childish. It's sports radio. But that was not in the top ten reasons they lost that game. Okay, what was the reaction to the poll? You're asking Patriots fans if they want to blame someone other yeah. than their team. Newsflash, we talk to Patriots fans. That's right. kind of what, what and, happens and here. You know, if you if you start sounding like a fan, you'll sit with them. Have you heard that? I'd like to sit with them. I mean, people come here to not hear what their buddies already said. They want to hear a different <laughs> point of view, a perspective. 
I like to get the pulse of the fan. You remember when Antonio Brown was almost going to sign, then didn't sign, then did sign? We put the poll up every week. Right. That was. Do you want Antonio? But Brown? that was informative because it was shifting. Right. There's no was. point at which, informative. But there's no point at which fans would not blame the refs if there's an opportunity to. No, that's not true. When was the last time Patriots or Red Sox or Bruins fans sided with the refs over their team? Smart fan base. I heard Hein Bloom say that often. Okay, how's that working for him? <laughs> it's it's working well. He's, re- he's okay. relaxing. I, I, I'm going to write a letter to uh, Eric Fitch and get you removed from the Twitter account post game. No polls for Ken. That that really is. It's beneath you. It's it's not. And uh, I wallow in it. And it was good. And it got a lot of reaction. We, you sent it to us. We didn't mention it once on the show. <laughs> well, that's your fault. That's it's a faulty job by you. Sometimes Why? you have to play to the hoi polloi. Okay. Sometimes you have to tap in. To the passion of the fans. But what can you actually deduce from a conversation about the wrong call being made? It puts it in perspective of how close they were. But it, they weren't. They really weren't. That, that gets them a first down at the 30. They're still down a touchdown. Even if they tie it, they then have to win and score more points in overtime. Okay. It's not like they were at the one-yard line and they were down three. Uh, it's just it, – it, it is a, another example – of people in the media here doing the bidding of an organization instead of looking at it critically and understanding that this is not just a close loss. This is what all bad NFL teams do. They're down two scores late in the fourth quarter. The opposing defense relaxes. They get a touchdown. Then there's a mistake or there's a fumble, and then they have an opportunity for a last-second gasp touchdown to tie the game. Okay, a lot of NFL games end by less than a score. You get that stat every week. If they had won the game, what would the story have been? Well, but they didn't. Okay, but just play with me here. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> if they had come back and won that game, the story would have been huge. Max first comeback. Well, right. That's signature why, win over the Dolphins. That's why the story is not the refs. It's that they once again tried and, and failed to come back and overcome a brutal start. Well, and the brutal start, in part, turnovers. And we, you know, the whole thing again with the offensive line, which is just continuously, you were on that. i got to give you credit with Belichick right up before the start of the year. I mean, I don't know who started at left tackle to begin the game. It's a, it has been a mess. For two weeks, it has been a mess, an but, offensive line mess. But here's what, what really is concerning, and it is that the organization is lowering its expectations instead of altering the, the personnel that is executing their plan. And that began in the offseason with Robert Kraft a year after saying we need to win a playoff game, saying it's a you know tough division, young team, all that. And now you're sitting here and you have a head coach who has at least alienated some, maybe caused a divide, who knows the exact depths of the issue regarding the benching of Pop Douglas. But you have a, a game where opposing players, Bedard reported this after I said it, on the Dolphins, were thrilled that Pop Douglas was benched. Yeah. He was their most explosive player. And so instead of doing whatever he can to win the game, the story is not that referees suck. They've always sucked. The story is that in a desperate way to get a first down on fourth and eight, you have to throw short of the sticks to Mike Gusecki because you have no offensive line and you have no playmakers. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, there are a lot of issues this team has. The line is first and foremost, and we're going to be asking this question all year, and it's the same one you guys asked pretty much all week. Can you judge Mac Jones based on what is surrounding him? Is it right. Mac's fault? Is it the assembled cast? And Trent Brown finally got paid a couple million incentive. 
No surprise, he's healthy, ready to go for the rain game tomorrow. But, but here's what happened, and it's not overnight, right? It's a million paper cuts. <clears throat> the Patriots used to get players to play less, p- play for less here. Now they have to pay them to get on the field. Yeah. <laughs> In week three. In week three. And this is when I said to Bill before the season, right. and I said, you obviously had a, a premium need. I said, premium position. And you chose not to fill it that way. And he said, we use three draft picks. And there's just no understanding or accountability from him or his boss as to why they have elected to build the roster this way. And it's usually the answer is never as um, nuanced as we want it to be. They have been sticking their chest out, holding a press conference about the video board. <laughs> you heard Mike Tirico, uh, Stiz, and GHS Drops uh, talking about the beautiful video board on Sunday Night Football because Robert Kraft's the chairman of the, co- of the broadcast committee. And it's where they spent their money. Robert Kraft chose to spend his money improving the building instead of improving the team. And it's not even, is that even up for debate? It's uh, it's only it's only up for debate, I guess, if you consider the money they spent a couple years ago, and it's cyclical. But no, I mean, like you, I, I fully expected more to be spent this offseason, and they seem to be paying the price for it, particularly early in the year. And, and not only did they not sign, and nobody's disputing that they got a great pick in Christian Gonzalez, right? If there's a and bright- two of the last three first round picks, you could argue they hit. Okay. Uh, Given the other quarterbacks that win in max draft class, one of which right. they're facing tomorrow. It, there was a period where Belichick went like 15 years without <laughs> missing on a first-round pick. But good point. Here is what the Patriots did. Instead of, you know, Orlando Brown Jr., you know, the guys were out there. Instead of doing that. Mike McGlinchey. They're sitting there at, what was it, 13? And the tackle the Steelers took mm-hmm. in their spot was on the board. And the Patriots knew that the Jets were after that guy. So they make a trade with the Steelers, giving the Steelers that left tackle, trading back and taking Christian Gonzalez. I would always argue that Bill Belichick, in the absence of Dante Scarnecchia, is much better served acquiring talent at the tackle position and drafting and developing a corner. How many cornerbacks is Bill Belichick, from Asante Samuel to J.C. Jackson to... You name it, they have found corners. They really have. Yeah, but it's tough to make that. <laughs> it's hard to make that argument and second guess with as good as Gonzalez has been. But, I hear you. But it, all I'm you. saying is that the, the, the line we all viewed as a major problem, correct? Yep. They didn't address it no matter how many times Bill likes to rewrite the history of the offseason. And last weekend... And it must be because Bill O'Brien had this plan all along for the quick, get the ball out quick. We don't we de-emphasize the importance of offensive linemen. That's the only thing I can think of. No, the only thing I can think of is he paid for the coach instead of the player. I guess. I, I, but but here's, here's why that poll you posted was so uh, childish. <laughs> the question is, who do you blame most for the Patriots' loss? The refs? The offensive line? Yeah. Mac Jones? Bill Belichick? Something to that effect. That's a Monday morning poll. You okay. should have put that up on the Greg Hill Show account Monday. Jackson's locked me out of it. So, um, but the, all the I thought Fourier on Tuesday was so good at the start aggression Fourier, where he was talking after Mac Jones told Jones and Mago that they were twenty yards away from being two and zero. Not a great comment. And Fourier, who's been on two Super Bowl winning teams and he's been on mediocre Seahawks teams, he said that's what every bad team I've ever been on sounds like. <laughs> Everybody in the NFL, I, I 
Ken, how many times over these last two decades would a team come to Gillette Stadium, outgain, outpossess, you know, up and down the field, settle for field goals, and somehow Brady wins 21-17? Yeah. And those teams would unfailingly leave Foxborough, head to TF Green, and fly back to Cleveland and say, oh, if not for that one P.I. on Brandon Cooks, we win the game. No, I mean, we, we combed through a bunch of those last year, including the Packers game. <clears throat> that was more on Bill, decision-making in overtime. They had a chance for several games. They didn't get the job. And the person I blame most for last Sunday is Bill Belichick. I mean, it's the, the Pop Douglas benching, I'm sorry, inexcusable on that night, at least, especially when you're putting him in on punt return. Mm. He's defending himself to me when I followed up. And he said, well, he was on the field on, on special teams. So you trusted his ball security when he's the only guy back there. It's more punitive, right? It's more teaching a lesson. It's a long play. Bill thinks he'll be around for four more years, I guess. And, right. and just is taking the, this is how we handle it. And he'll be better for it in week seven, eight, nine. But you and I came up in radio in a different era than today. And I have to, just speaking for myself, not lose my mind when I see other people that are entering the business get away with things that I would have been literally berated for for days on end. Yep. There's a shift in how we treat people. One of my best friends uh, went to Rivers with me. He coached at Rivers after playing in college, and he did it for a couple of years, and he's just like, I can't do it. Like, you can't even yell or can't, you can't do anything. He said, I, I had no chance to reach these kids. You have to evolve. And while Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, we all understand that, going to the Hall of Fame, the new Lombardi, all of that. You either evolve or die. Yeah. And they're dying a very slow, painful death right now. And I, I got to throw this in. I mean, I don't think Bill O'Brien can be judged fully yet, but not very impressed so far. Early third quarter, they have a third and one. They plunge into the line with with Ramondre Stevenson and punt it away. You know, it's like... And at that point, it was pretty evident they weren't getting much in the running game. Right. Uh, I mean, they had a second and one, a third and one. They ran it twice. Uh, so there, there is criticism to go around, I guess... I think, I mean, I think you guys picked this uh, already Friday. They'll win tomorrow. It's sort of a get-right game. No matter how they pull it out, they'll be one and two. That will change the narrative quite a bit, not entirely, because they could be one and three. So it's far from over, but they blew it again. They they blew that early Dolphins season opportunity, the chance to steal one. And, uh, you know, it might come back by the end of the year. We could be looking back on that game as the difference of a playoff berth and not. Well, and that brand-new video board... Oh, my God. How about that, Brand? <laughs> the notion that, that a single person that's watching that game Sunday night gives two Fs about the video board. and not. I used to go to Foxborough Stadium. It was Dumperoo. I was there for Did the— Did you go to Schaefer Stadium? Uh, no, before my time. I started going to Foxborough Stadium when Bill Parcells uh, became the head coach. And I, I mean, it, it was a fun place to watch a game. I mean, the video board sucked, but— it didn't detract from the old one season having it be in that building. I mean, I, I, I feel like with where the Patriots are today, I don't know. I feel very similarly as to how I felt last week with Bloom, where they've somehow taken the premier franchise in the region, one of the premier franchises in all of sports, and made it nondescript. They've removed the buzz. They've removed the star power. They rely on the brains, whether it was Heim or Belichick, and scheme instead of players. And I just have been – I watched the Dolphins last week, and can we stop with this defense being a top-five defense? Whenever an opponent needs points, they get them. 
That game got... Yeah, but, how, but where's, where's Miami's offense in the NFL for you? Top 10 for sure. Okay, but guess what? If you're a top 5 defense, you should stop a top 10 offense. Yeah, just saying. Relative comparison, that is a... To see Waddle and Tyreek Hill out there together is spectacular. What would you say? It's, un- it's what, unbelievable. What would you say about a Bucks team who won twice in nine games against? I knew you'd bring up the Bucks against uh, <clears throat> Colt McCoy and uh, Skylar Thompson. I mean, the, the Bill Belichick. Another thing I got him to say before the season started that the Bucks and the Rams really shot themselves in the foot. They're in cap jail. Well, they're four and zero, Bill. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Ken Curtis off and running. Mike Cadillac going to check in at ten a.m. I didn't even check with you on that. You all right with that? That's perfect. Dri- driving down to New York. Maybe we'll have a weather forecast for us. Uh, it's going to be one of those, uh, you know, classic rock fight with weather, wind, rain. This is a Bill game. They'll win. They'll get back to one and two. But how restless are you? I guess sitting here a week after that uh, about the state of the Patriots and Belichick. Do you blame him? Looking back on the week that was. Uh, he was very short and curt at his Friday press conference. We'll hear a little bit of that from yesterday. And, you know, I guess that's the main theories, uh, stories of the week. After the Pop Douglas stuff, Curtis, it just became sort of malaise. I think you're right. It's like, oh, boy. Marshan's the captain. Red Sox are fading. When do the Celtics come back? Until people are inspired, they may not come screaming back to this team. They're just sort of waiting to be uh, inspired right now. Yeah, and I have to uh, – we got a text from the 978 978- Hey, guys, if Brady had stayed, would the Patriots have won more Super Bowls? I don't know. That seems like a real loser's lament. They would have been much better than they are today. And the, the decisions that Bill Belichick has made, starting with that one and going all the way through where the Patriots are right now, it has been an unmitigated disaster. And I don't know how they get out of this. The players-only meeting. I'm sure Bill's going to play Pop Douglas Sunday because he has to beat the Jets. It's personal. So when it's really important to Bill, they'll they'll do whatever it takes to win. Believe you me. <laughs> but in general, I don't think he is aware or understands. Did you see the press conference yesterday? That's what I just teased. I mean, it's it's he is feeling the heat. Yeah. We'll hear a little bit of that. And first, we hear Stanley Stiz Grimy and what's trending right now on a big college football Saturday. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Red Sox beat the White Sox last night, 3-2 at Fenway Park. Chris Sale went five innings, had seven strikeouts. Yoshida had an RBI single, which led to Devers bringing in the winning run in the bottom of the eighth. The two teams will run it back today for the second of the three-game series. First pitch at 4-10. Will Fleming and Joe Castiglione will have the call for you right here on the Shaw's and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. And Cooper Boardman will get you ready for the game starting at 3-10 with the Mass Mutual pregame show. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. The Pats continue to get ready for their Week 3 tilt against the Jets down at MetLife Stadium. Kickoff Sunday at 1 p.m. The Pats have five players listed as questionable, including Mike Onwenu with an ankle, Cole Strange with a knee, Sidney Sal with a concussion, Christian Barmore with a knee, and Jonathan Jones with an ankle. Cornerback Marcus Jones is on the injured reserve list after suffering a shoulder injury during last, last weekend's home loss to the Dolphins. The Pats have also signed Bengals backup quarterback Will Greer to their 53-man roster. It's likely that Greer will be the number three quarterback behind Bailey Zappi. Ken mentioned it, a few great college football matches to watch today. Curtis's BC Eagles is at Louisville, number four Florida State at Clemson, number 19 Colorado at number 10 Oregon, number 15 Ole Miss at number 13 Alabama, and number six Ohio State at number nine Notre Dame. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ken and Curtis after this. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. You have two more questions? How would you describe the level of urgency you've seen from your players this week? Yeah, good. I mean, it's Jets week. Division game. Yeah, sound good. Billy said Jets week a couple of times. Is there uh, still any rivalry feel here for you? Well, it's a division game. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Part of the short and sweet three-minute Bill Friday press conference. I don't know, uh, you know, if there were... By the, by the time Friday comes around, how many reporters are there? Are there questions to ask Bill? You've asked everything Monday by the time he leaves the Greg Hill Show, Curtis. But the, the story was that Friday... I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember where I was the day Bill was asked about the long snapper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He talked for eight minutes. Oh, my God. Boy, was that a wonder. Uh, but that's the day where it's mostly the national media is out of town. It's the local beat guys that get a chance to, you know, they used to call it, fill up their notebooks, you know, for the uh, the Sunday notes and ask about, you know, not inane things, but not, you know, front top burner uh, type of storylines. And well, I'm, I'm still not sure, was that Stacy or Bears? I believe Stacy came in and said two more questions, you know, a minute and a half <laughs> into, the, into the thing, whatever it was. Okay, so that is, uh, I mean, it's just noteworthy in that it's not, something that often occurs but what an awful question you you've said it's jets week is this a rivalry like well, that's what i mean were it's you not, born at some yesterday? point there's nothing left to ask so <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's better to shut the thing down like, what would he what do you expect him to like, do people think about the answer when they ask a question what what is he going to say to that N- yes it's the biggest rivalry in all of sports <laughs> that's uh, why i love wiggy he brings up the email i sent ask better questions every week on the show good job by wiggy hey. he's asking better questions the Monday Bill is a must-listen-to interview. Does that email say you always include when you look at? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> start with when you look at. Okay. Uh, I don't want to bang on uh, Wiggy today. It's a tough day. But, oh, uh, overtime last night. Great comeback. Another moral victory. Too many moral victories around these parts. I mean, I, 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 Lincoln Sudbury is kind of like Dover Sherburn. I can't imagine Dover Sherburn ever, lo- ever beat Brockton in anything. Oh, I mean, plus it's a good day for Burt Breer, which is a bad day for America. So... Uh, anyway, I'm sure the Brockton boxers will get back on track next week. I, what percent of shot do you give the Jets tomorrow? Well, they have a shot. I mean, they beat the Bills without Rodgers, basically, for all but four plays or whatever it was. So they definitely, if, if the Patriots keep turning it over, they have a shot. I mean, it's, it's kind of 
45% chance. Wow. I mean, so it's not, I, I, but everybody, I, I want to repeat what everybody else has said. Zach Wilson has been so outmatched in these head-to-head meetings, 0 for 4, seeing ghosts, the whole thing. Or was that Darnold seeing ghosts? Either oh, way, that was Darnold. That was Darnold, but still. I mean, he is, <clears throat> with this kind of weather, he is bound to give you a couple freebies. Bill Belichick is 21 and 28 without Brady against every team but the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> and maybe that's a good sign. Bill is focused. He's pissed off, finally. Uh, yeah. You know, they have but that's, team but, meeting, whatever. But, you know, Fourier is right. It's kind of loserville, but they need it. This morning, James and I went to Starbucks, and we were talking about this. It used to be that the Patriots ignored the noise. I mean, I remember there is this great video of Belichick and Brady about to be introduced at Super Bowl Forty Nine in Arizona, which was one of the wildest buildups with Spygate and the nightly news. And, I mean, it was the most. Uh, anticipated Super Bowl because of all the news that broke after the AFC Championship with Bob Kravitz on EEI. So you see this, and they're standing there. They can't move. They're just, you know, they're waiting for the NFL to get to them and allow them to run onto the field in in Glendale, a place that's not exactly a a warm spot in the hearts of uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And you're watching these fans just berate them, screaming the most things about their families. I mean, vile human beings who spent 20 grand for the right to scream at these guys for five minutes. And they don't flinch. Bill and Tom are just looking straight ahead. They are igno- It's the most perfect uh, embodiment of what they built here, which was, you can say whatever you want. We'll, we're going to just win. We're going we're gonna to do our talking on the field. Well, right. Isn't, and, that, isn't and, yesterday a little bit of Bill trying no, to and, reclaim and that? Because what you've had are all of these self-inflicted, noise-making wounds where you have the benching of Pop Douglas. You have the players discussing a, uh, a team, a players-only meeting. You have Bill Belichick going out of his way to create these, what he believes to be motivating situations, which are just noises. The backup quarterback stuff? You go last year with Mac, and and when when I it was that was that was a nothing burger. A, the definition of it, up until the Patriots won their first full game with Zappy starting, was it against the Lions or the Browns? I never remember which one was first. Either way, I think it was the Lions. And Bill came on with Greg and everybody, and I asked Bill, "When Mac is healthy, is he the starter?" Right. A relatively innocuous question. And then he refused to say that, which then led to Wednesday, which th- which then led to this massive momentum of the zappy fever that overtook the region <laughs> that was created by Bill Belichick. Yeah. And it exploded on Monday Night Football. Detroit first, by the way, 29 nothing. So there you go. So they blew up. The, they shut out the Lions. They blow yeah. out a team that ended up you know, being relatively good. The last really good win, probably. Cleveland 38-15, zappy threw for 309. So after that Lions win, I would say maybe, what, 10% of the fan base was, you know, wow, we got something. Most of the fans were like, all right, we got, we stabilized. We, you know, we could have beat the Packers. That looks worse now, but we're, we're okay. We're going we're gonna to try and salvage the season. When Bill said that, it became the biggest story in Boston, and it didn't dissipate until the 
final press conference of the year where he refused to mention that he was a good quarterback. <laughs> so but, why why but, would you take the most important position on your team well, right. and put a question mark next to it? But that's a last year's story that seems to have rectified. Now it's they want to embarrass Zappy. Well, I mean, has it rectified where you have Mac Jones who says that players need to work harder and then he says they're 20 yards away from, from being 2-0? and That doesn't sound like Belichick speak to me. I didn't mind that. Did that bother you? The, the, certainly not the guys need to work harder. 20 yards from 2-0? and Yeah, it's kind of a loser's lament, but it's true. I, I think it's, you can subtract kind of. Yeah, okay. Fine. I don't. Is that something you'd want to hear from your starting quarterback? It didn't. It, I'm just telling you, it didn't bother me in the moment. I knew it was going to get picked apart when he said it. Because it comes off as most days in first place than any I mean, team in the, in the division, or whatever. Uh, but I, I, Mac is one thing I feel good about on this team. Christian Gonzalez is the other. They're two of their three recent first round picks. I feel good about. Everything else is what comes into question. So if they go to one and three again, win tomorrow, lose against Dallas, they're back where they were last year. But they're in a better quarterback situation than as you paint the picture last year when Zappy's in, and then we led to the Monday night game in week seven. Yeah, so there's been a lot of talk about the hot seat for Bill, right? And I, Wiggy makes, and I think it was Wiggy and Courtney yesterday, who made the point on the Greg Hill show that Bill is an essential Kev, you know, Kevlar vest, in a way, for, for Robert Kraft, and that the second Bill Belichick is gone, Kraft is the one who's going to get the slings and arrows. And it's fair, I agree, and I think that that's the biggest reason he's here. However, if you look at the way that this team is built, and even if you're the most optimistic Mac guy in the world, Bill is awful and will not spend, pick whichever is the more, the more costly uh, portion of his desire to build with wide receivers. And they're going to need to massively upgrade the talent of the offensive line and massively upgrade the weapons for the quarterback for this offense to be a legitimate threat playoffs contending division type team in this division and that's just not going to happen so I sit here today and yes I what happened one offseason but that wasn't even it wasn't number one and then Bill mentioned cash spending and I thought he was taking a shot at Kraft and he has not gone back down that road since why do you think either he's afraid that he'll get fired I think he he was given a stern talk yeah or he was he he tried to say something he didn't really mean. Ken, he was challenged, and he does was like what uh, he, <laughs> he he was challenged, and instead of accepting the blame as he asks his players to do, he always replies with something that places the blame elsewhere. Well, do as I say, not as I do. Not always, but that time he did. Give me the last time. I mean, when he's asked about it, like the, you fo- you followed up about. Cash spending, you followed up about offensive line. He could have said something like similar to that, basically hinting that we didn't have the green light. I didn't have John Henry's no, approval he, like behind Bloom. You're talking about after a point where he's been t- spoken to by his boss about not saying that. I'm saying when he was asked about the failure to succeed in free agency by Karen Garigian at the end of the season, right. he went to what was most front in his mind. Well, don't blame me. We were 27th in cash spending. Right. Earlier was we sold out. Right. We reset. That was in yep. 2020. I mean, we're four years later. You sort of now. blame Brady on that. Right. And then you have this year where he's asked by Mike Reese, I believe it was, at the owners' meetings, and why should fans be optimistic? And he's like, the last 20 years. I mean, and the, those 
Okay, so let's go back to that then. Maybe he does believe Kraft is not letting him spend where he needs but, to but spend. But I'm just so sick. He's not saying it. But I'm but so sick of that. Isn't then. that a plausible, you know, if, if he had, wouldn't people agree with him? But if he came out and said, Robert doesn't want us to spend but, but crazy in free agents. In this power struggle, the only real loser are the fans. Because there's no accountability. You don't know where the buck stops. And the team is stuck in this position where they just lack the talent to truly contend. Right. So do you think it'll come to a head? Well, it will It will come to a head if we don't have people like you blaming the refs. Well, the refs, they did get chopped, certainly in week one. Last week was up for debate. Who, who Did the right team win those first two games? God. they The Eagles gave them every chance. Like, did, that was... did the right team win those first two games? Yeah. The, okay. The, as Next. a whole, the Patriots are not good enough to, to win those games. And can you tell me the last time this incredible defense actually came up big in a fourth? We all, we all blame Mac, right? He, he doesn't have a fourth quarter comeback. How many fourth quarters have you seen Josh Allen flick his wrist or Mostert, whatever the hell you pronounce? Yeah, but you go back to the Eagles game. They got the stop twice there late in the game. Got the ball back. Eagles go for it on fourth down inexplicably at midfield. Right, but those so that's the defense getting it done. They, they allowed the that field goal to make it an eleven point game. They blocked a field goal and missed a field goal. So you're talking about a lot of issues on the Eagles side. Right, that you said end the game, right? They did in the Eagles game. Right. Defense did everything they had to do. That's true in that posi- in that position. Booty, booty let them down. But that's it's not booty, as I say a million and, and times. The refs. If if I have James drive me here and we get in an accident, it's not his fault. Yeah. If you have a, a sixth round pick, <clears throat> it's roster depth. I agree. There's no doubt about it. So they then should why, have signed a tackle in the offseason. But why that's are you talking craft. about referees? Who that cares? is craft. Bill could easily say. We should have signed Orlando Brown. I didn't have the budget. Yeah, but if you're Robert, if you're Bill Belichick, but he can't say that. Why? You'll say you make too much money, Bill. Well, okay, but at least we'll get to a head. We'll get to a resolution. Yeah, but Kraft ain't going anywhere. The head would be he has to hightail it out of town. So it's up to you to really analyze the situation. Is it Bill's fault or not? You know what? I don't know if this is a hot take, but it's how I feel. I think both sides would be better off with a divorce. <sighs> But that's, I, Bill uh, Belichick, if he went to the Chargers, that would be such a mid-season. No, no, no. <laughs> but it, it, and Staley I, could get fired. Staley. I mean, if you're Dean Spanos and you know that you're getting killed out there, the buzz in L.A. It's a huge. You know, I know Bill Belichick isn't exactly Tinseltown, but uh, <laughs> you know, you bring in a guy like Bill with Herbert and you salvage him with all the money you've already invested. And if you're the Patriots, you get a fresh, new start. Are Bill and Kraft headed for a divorce short or long term? 617-779-7937. Are we, over, are we overreacting? If they do win tomorrow and they can beat the Saints at home in week five, they're two and three. <laughs> right? I mean, just putting it that, that is, is, that's where you were last year. Is this where you expected them to be four years in? No. No. And why do you think they're here? Well, Patricia won. Well, who hired Patricia? Right. Of course, but still, that's at the heart of it. Patricia, the disastrous season of Patricia, and this year it's roster depth. I guess you're right. That's the, those are the two big things, right. which and could be Kraft's fault. So you blame Kraft, not Bill. I blame it. Yeah, I think I think Bill is implicit in that, complicit, complicit. Yeah, but yes, it's you some, have an implicit at, bias. At some point, Kraft didn't want to go hog wild in free agency like they did a few years ago, and Bill agreed. They wasted a lot of money. They I, were tired of the John U. Smith. Uh, blowback. I think I might, my question on Monday, just to see if there's really an issue with those two, I might just throw in a random question about the video board and see what Bill says. <laughs> How about that brand new video board? <laughs> oh my God. Do you think there's a single Patriots fan within the sound of our voice right now that gives two 
S's about that. Can you give Sam Kennedy credit for not answering the Barbie question at least? That was bizarre. Why not? Courtney has to. I mean, they, they're promoting it. If you're promoting it, why are you ashamed? No, of but it? there's nothing he can say there that doesn't get mocked. So it was. So then, don't was, have a Barbie night. Well, it's not his call. He's the president of the baseball team. Yeah, but that's like somebody in marketing that just. So you think Larry? Idea. You think Larry Lucchino did stuff that that he didn't approve of within the Red Sox? Yeah, I don't think he really gets that deep into it. Fine, like whatever it whatever we'll it takes to get about thirty-seven thousand. It. It, it was a hit movie. Our fans oh, are. Interested. I thought Sam did a great job. Just don't even answer. Because if you ask Bill about the lighthouse, he's going to not answer. Okay. I don't do video boards. I don't do right. whatever. If I, that's if he, what Sam if he, did. If he says, I don't do video boards, that's a good quote. Good job by Sam Kennedy. Red Sox win last night. There is a Shohei Otani rumor. This is unbelievable to me. The, the most predictable thing in the history, outside of the uh, great job by Shaughnessy calling out the Red Sox for the leak about uh, the Chris Sale trade in the Globe today. A-plus from Shaughnessy, right on, ripping the organization for the unfair leak of that right after the guy's done. <laughs> and um, secondly, I would say the uh, – what were you just saying? Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Shohei. The, Shohei, the second that Heim was gone, who gets the story? Pete Ga- Peter Gammons, the guy that oh, is – But then corroborated by another report. Can we, can we spend five minutes on the Shohei possibility? I really next? Okay. Yep. Five minutes next. Cadillac in the 10 o'clock hour. It's Kenny Curtis from Fenway. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Kenny Curtis, last weekend at Fenway, the Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio. Get to those Shohei rumors in a second. But to the phones, Curtis. Pats, Jets tomorrow. What do you? I mean, fairly confident for this game, but generally a feeling of angst among the fans. Would you say? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Zach Wilson hasn't been bad. He has been historically awful against the Patriots, and their defense played very well against at, at times against Tua and Jalen Hurts. So I would be shocked if they're able to, if the Jets are able to score on the Patriots. And Bill loves rain games. Come on, this is this is made for meant for him. Yep. Let's go to Joe in North Attleboro. Hi, Joe. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. How are you? So, good, thanks. Uh, so I'm thinking, you guys mentioned, you know, our Kraft and Belichick heading for a divorce. Let's go down that line. They lose on Sunday. They're 0-3. Your season's effectively over at that point. It's just a matter of, you know, how many games are they actually going to win. If they're in a position where they're picking in the top 10 of the draft and you're in year five of what is clearly a failed strategy post-Brady, can you really let Belichick go into the offseason, further compound these problems by potentially wasting another, not only another top 10 pick, but over $114 million in cap space in the offseason? I just, I don't see how you can do that. And so, you know, if they lose on Sunday, and even if they don't lose on Sunday, and they end up winning somewhere between, you know, five and seven games, I think you have to pull the ripcord. And I, you know, as hard as it is to get rid of a guy like Belichick, you know something's got to change here because nothing is nothing is working. I, I I can't imagine after all these years sitting in the position and feeling so bored and so frustrated watching a Patriots game. I'll hang <laughs> up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Joe. Uh, thank you. I, I, I very well said. Quick, it was year four of the rebuild, right? Not year five. Uh yes. Just one, so Max third year, Cam one year. This would be. 
this is uh, second year. But I think he's third talking year Mac. Begin year five, oh, in the off season. That uh, would be. Would you trust him to do that? I wouldn't. I mean, I, I'm just speaking for myself. I I view this this off season. You have to make a decision on the fifth year of Mac Jones, and you need to figure out. You've had two years that you've essentially wasted where you need to know what you have at the most important position. Last year, you didn't give him any coaching, and this year, you're giving him no offensive line. And so much of what Bill Belichick was able to accomplish was thanks to the veterans buying in the most. The most talented guys in each part of those dynasties, whether it was Wilfork, Edelman, McGinnis, Brady, Vrabel, Dante Hightower. I mean, the, the truly essentially cog great guys in those rooms and on the field were the biggest advocates for what Bill was trying to get in. And now Bill alienated the quarterback. He's alienated some with his, his treatment of the rookie. And I don't know how you get from where they are to where they were without changing the one that's behind the roster building. I mean, he's had an incredible run. He was hired in 2000. We're entering 2024. Yep. At some point, you're no longer as effective. And the thing that I said yesterday on the Greg Hill Show that is exactly what we saw was the unraveling and the unmasking of Bill Belichick in today's NFL last Sunday night with him losing his mind, screaming at a side judge about a blatant, Helmet-to-helmet hit. I mean, my mom would see that and throw the flag. Not exactly a football person, but anybody that's watched any NFL in the last seven years knows that you can't run in back from the back of a play defensively, slam your helmet into a receiver, and not get a penalty on it. And he's losing his mind. What was he yelling about? What could you possibly dispute with that call? And it just showed a guy that's out of touch. The same thing that he did, benching the rookie, forcing him to hold onto the ball like he's booby miles in Friday Night Lights. Yeah, but if they win the game, which they didn't. But, Ken, that's, but that's the whole point. I know point. you think it's part of the reason they lost the game. No, I think that if they win the game, that's what happened. When you win and your best players buy in, anything goes as a head coach. Right. When you are without those two key components, yeah. you cannot maintain this behavior and expect results. Matt in Framingham. Hey, Matt. Good morning, gentlemen. How are things? Um, I'm just going to just go out and say it. If the Patriots lose, somehow lose to this crap bag Zach Wilson and the Jets Sunday, I would strongly advise them not to return to Foxborough. Because if they lose Sunday, there's going to be an – I remember the infamous fourth and two game back in 2009 with, against the Colts when Peyton Manning was the quarterback – that will be like a picnic compared to Monday on the radio if they somehow lose to this game. And another thing I just wanted to bring up here, I heard Boomer Esiason a couple weeks ago on your show, Curtis, the Great Hill Show, right, talking sure. about yep. how idiotic it is to mention Bill Belichick on the hot seat. I want to hear what he has to say in the event that they do lose to the Jets Sunday because not only is the hot seat going to be legit, Forget about sitting on the hot seat. He'll be sitting on the effing sun Monday if they somehow lose tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Thank you. It, it, national guys are uh, very hesitant to go there because... Oh, sacrilegious to them. Because they're not here and they don't, you know, they see the Patriots as, you know, Bill Belichick is untouchable. He's the, you know, whatever. He's the modern day Lombardi, right? Well, 
I look at two things. One, Andy Hart, uh, about a month ago, uh, it was a rare Saturday where you were out, and he said that the three years of Pete Carroll were more successful than the last three years of Bill Belichick, and Pete Carroll was fired. Look at what Robert Kraft said two years ago, and then how he's adjusted down the expectations. And once they start feeling that when it comes to interest, when it comes to buzz, which is what happened with the Red Sox when John Henry was in town and Yankees games were going for a buck, Bloom was shown the door. Because the only thing that gets to them is when it's impacting the bottom line. And this offseason, they spent the money on the video board and they thought, you know, this team was going to be growing, that they just had a coaching problem. They fixed the coaching problem. Now they were going to be fine not understanding the the lengths in which they've been lapped by the other teams in their division. Well, if they go 8 and 9 or whatever it is again, that's a big difference from 5 and 11. Because the last 2 years they started 0 and 3, they finished 5 and 11. So I think you're right. That that changes everything. It's only a couple wins, but that's huge. If if the fan base checks out and Kraft starts to feel that and he'll, and those two will start sniping at each other, the blame game will be going on. Kraft and Bill It'll get worse, I would think. Then uh, I, I, I have to, <laughs> I have to agree with you. Something well, I mean, could happen. But, but you said eleven wins for this team, I believe. Ten. Well, you were initially eleven. I, yeah, okay. scaled it back. So we're down to ten. In, but you didn't scale that back up when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I didn't. Okay, but it stood to reason. But okay, um, so if they are eight and nine or six and eleven, who do you blame? Yeah, it just depends how they get there. At this point, it's more Bill. Then Kraft, I guess. What evidence do you have that Bill Belichick can win with a team like this? Uh, well, they were ten and seven with a competent coordinator two years ago, and we thought they were going to beat the Bills. Right. So that's the most recent evidence. Right. It's, and what happened? It's that a year? thought in your head. They had a win against the Bills in the middle. They got of embarrassed a, by the Bills. And then they, but but you know, yeah, they beat them in the win game. They beat them in the win game. That's how they made the playoffs. Right. And, and then they mishandled the quarterback. And everything has gone off the rails since. So I think they could get back there. I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see where they're heading. I don't. I, I, I can see things, you know, with the Red Sox, you can see the Cassises. You can see the Yoshida signing. You can see that there are guys coming up in the farm that I don't know a lot about. But you can have an understanding about what Heim was doing. What is the plan with the Patriots? How are they going to address the dire need. I mean, you watch those 49ers, okay? You talk about cash spending. Seven years, the 49ers have been outside the top six once in cash spending, and they were 19th. Just extended your boy Shanahan, by the way. You look at that, you look at what that roster is. Who you mocked relentlessly. Right. After the Super Bowl. You're making my point. And you, you look at what that roster is today, even after they gave up a haul to trade up and tr- get a guy that they had to then trade for a fourth <laughs> round pick. Yeah. Still in one yet, though. Can I get the quick Shohei uh, nugget in? They've won a lot more than you have. I teased it. Uh, From Middlebrooks yesterday. Uh. There's only so much I can say. They're going to take their chance. The front office right now at this moment is trying to find a way to get Shohei. Okay. I wonder how we got that working for Nesson. You may think it's a plant, but wouldn't it make sense? What do you think? He's, He's Edward R. Murrow? They like Shohei. You would you would not. Do you think Will Middlebrooks is a real uh, real journalist out there? I think he is. He hears things. Ear to the right. ground. He hears things that he's fed. Okay. But would it is it really that crazy to think they would go all in on Shohei? As the one, they know that's the one thing that could change the offseason narrative. 
Shohei has always been something that made sense to me for this ownership group because right. he's a transcendent figure that you can sell across your vast portfolio Correct. of commodities. I, so it makes sense. Right. And that's why the Red Sox are closer to a title than the Patriots because in baseball you can just buy things and contend. I would love to see it again. So it's Gammons and Middlebrooks right. saying there's actual smoke. Which one's Woodward? Which one's <laughs> I think they both are. Okay. Uh, just just throwing it out there. And Wiggy is, I mean, if God, if this comes through, it's going to save Wiggy's year. I know it's not been great at Brockton so far, but he's been calling for it. Oh, you mean Shohei? <laughs> I don't think Shohei's going to save his job. <laughs> he might save his job. Uh, All right, more of your reactions. Pats and Jets, what if they lose tomorrow? But if they don't, can they climb out of this? Is it salvageable? They're back to one and two. And what did you make of the Schefter report? We didn't get to this on the Greg Hill Show, where all of a sudden you're hearing about Matt Groh being the one negotiating the deal with Trent Brown. Does that stand out to you? I'd be interested in your thoughts. All right, that's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.